0: Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider College Football Podcast. We get to kick off the season tonight. Our presenting sponsor is Firehouse and Docks downtown on 4th Street. Make sure you check them out this weekend. Uh, Plenty of great games going on. And uh, also, uh, we'd like to thank... uh, the black and gold shop over in west des moines for their support and of course size locker room over in ames so um and then i'd like to go ahead and welcome in um introductions everybody's familiar with mitch mccumber he'll be he'll be uh covering the iowa state beat for us and then uh my one of my cousins uh garrett glass resides just outside of omaha and uh he's here uh to appease the husker fans so um off we go. Um first night tonight obviously Nebraska's playing. Um and uh we're going to go ahead and get started right away with with Garrett Glass uh, on the Nebraska side of things. And Garrett, um new coach, new season. Uh kickoff here at 7 p.m. tonight. Uh what's your thoughts? I mean, it's game day. Does it feel like game day? <laughs> well, first of
1: all, thanks Marty. And, yeah. Uh i guess i woke up this morning excited it's game day
0: yep. it's an
1: hour and 45 minutes away now it still feels like a hot summer day though in omaha <laughs> yeah. so it feels like i should be on the boat or something right now instead of watching football but i'll take it i'm, yep. I'm ready and yep. yeah i think everybody um in the state is just excited
0: to yeah. put
1: an end to the old chapter the old regime and and you know, welcome Matt rule aboard and get this thing started so, yeah, it, it's uh, going to be a whole bunch of firsts tonight and I think it's a, a big unknown right now, but definitely the excitement level is as high as it could possibly be
2: yep. uh, Go ahead, bitch. I was going to say, with the, and especially too with the excitement that was surrounding Lincoln last night with the yeah. 92,003 fans watching uh, Husker volleyball I think, you know I would say probably three-fourths of the fans that were in the stands at at, uh, Memorial packed their bags and drove straight up to Minnesota, Yeah, Uh, you know, and and Nebraska always travels well. As far as looking at depth charts and stuff, you know, no Tanner Morgan, uh, no Mo Ibrahim from the teams that you have seen from Minnesota in years past. With their their quarterback that they have now and and some of their returning receivers – Any matchups that you see offensively or defensively that Rule and his staff are going to be able to to take advantage of, you know, in game one?
1: Well, first of all, Tanner Morgan and – Mo Ibrahim, Marty, can attest for this, being a Hawkeye fan, seems like they were in Minneapolis for about 13 years. (laughs) They've they've been around forever. And you same with the receiver who's back for year seven, uh, Autumn Bell. (laughs) He's, he's, uh, and that's not a joke, i I told people that he's, you know, returning for his seventh year, and they thought (laughs) I was being sarcastic. I'm not. And... (laughs) They did have some uh, new additions as well. He's the, you know, tried and true proven receiver. Mm -hmm. Um, Until somebody shows me tonight or this year, in my opinion, he's the best receiver they have. They did get two good uh, transfer portal additions, one from one of the three guys they got from Western Michigan and then a transfer, a bigger-bodied receiver from Charlotte who put up good numbers. That You know, that's Conference USA, but at the same time, some of these, you know, FCS transfers have came in and shown that they can compete right away, so mm-hmm. I, I do like, gosh, I, I don't like Minnesota, I don't even like to say this, but I'll, you know, until I Nebraska shows me something, I, I'll give the edge on the receivers to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Mo Ibrahim's huge, I mean, he was the workhorse last year, I think there was only, they only threw the ball, what was it? <sighs> They were 124th with pass attempts last year, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, really, they hardly threw more than Army, Navy, Air Force, et cetera, because (laughs) they just leaned on him. And you got Trey Potts is gone to Penn State now. And, I mean, this is like NFL free agency, tough to keep up with. You you have another Western Michigan transfer who I believe is the starter tonight uh, at, at running back. And then you do have... I'm drawing a blank on his name. He ran for like 121 yards against Nebraska in the COVID year. Mm-hmm. He's back for his fifth year. Those two will be the, the two workhorses in the backfield. The quarterback, I won't even try to pronounce his name. Um, you know, Nebraska was up 10 nothing last year before Tanner Morgan went out with an injury. And then the backup came in. and uh, Kalik Maness, yeah. yep. yep. He led them back to the 20-13 win. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Nebraska, my guess is that they're going to try to take away the run first and foremost, and I can't say we have an edge there, but I know that Minnesota, you know, they lost their All-American center, they lost both guards, so yeah. they've got some, some holes, you know, on the offensive line, or at least some, some new faces they're going to have to get in there, so maybe I'll give the run game, Nebraska, a slight edge there, mm-hmm. but we'll have to see, you know, this time next week we'll know a heck of a lot more.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh you know from from a defensive standpoint uh for the Huskers tonight, uh what do you want to see? I mean, I I know they're they're talking about this 335 type type defense where they're going to confuse people with looks and stuff like that. Um you know, what in you, in your mind, what do you want to see in game 1, the first four quarters of the year?
1: I, I think I mean I think I want to see what what most fans want to see. And that, that's a, what we have not seen in a long time. We got flashes of it last year once Chenander was uh, let go with Frost, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is an attacking defense. We just, I feel like we sat in so much, mm-hmm. you know, it almost felt like we were in a tied game, a, a tied ball game these past uh, five years, and we were sitting there a prevent D. Yeah, And I, I think everybody's just longing for you know some unpredictable blitzes, you know something that Wisconsin shows yeah. from their three four and yeah. you know an attacking defense that puts pressure on can actually get to the quarterback once or twice. Yeah. Um. And, and some 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 turnovers, which we've been decent at getting some turnovers. Um. But I just think it, more than anything, it's got to be an attacking defense. Cannot just sit back and do a read and react defense. That that's just Minnesota will pick you apart with that with their RPO.
0: Yeah, exactly. Go and then ahead, so we,
2: we, we talk a little bit offensively. We talk a little bit defensively, mismatches and stuff like that. Closing line is about 7.5. Mm-hmm. Fair assessment? Not fair? Are you hitting the Nebraska plus 7.5? Are you riding with Minnesota <laughs> under 7.5? What, what are we thinking? I,
1: I think, you, you know, it, it was, came out 8, then it was 7, then 7.5, which if I was going to bet it, I'd love to have that hook and take the 7.5. I do think it's going to be like a thirty-one twenty-four game, uh, you know, something around there, um, I, either which way. And uh, definitely I would take Nebraska with the seven and a half. The mm-hmm. seven, I don't know, you got the push, probably stay away from it, would not take Minnesota. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Marty? Nebraska with the hook, I'm all over that.
0: Seven. I'd, I'd grab the hook, I would. Um, and just because you grab that hook, I mean, everything that I've looked at says we're talking about a one-possession win for somebody here tonight, and uh, I'd feel safe grabbing the hook with that with tonight's game. Just for all the points that you mentioned, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize how difficult that is uh, bringing in new offensive linemen and getting down the communication, everything that takes place up front. So, um, as Nebraska is going through some newness, uh, the Gophers will be as well tonight.
2: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. The only the only thing I fear for, for that that sneaky eight eight point cover would be uh, a tie game late and, and watch PJ float throw some two point conversion now and get <laughs> yeah. it and then everyone <laughs> just sits back in their couch and, and lets Vegas win again. Other than that, I think I mean last year was a twenty to thirteen game, I believe, or in twenty yeah, twenty twenty two. Twenty to thirteen game. Ah, uh, you go back and look at all uh, their their past matchups. It's none of them have really been games where you're like, oh, that's a blowout. That's gonna hit yeah. the over. Yeah. That's gonna, um, you know, jog the spread. So I mean, Vegas knows what they're doing at seven and a half. Um, I think that half point's gonna win a lot of people a lot of money though. Uh, but uh, should be. I mean, it's a doozy of a first game. Yeah, I think looking forward to as it. much yeah. as much hype was in week zero. Week one is it, crazy, um, and I mean, it, even just a lot of talk in, in Lincoln when the game's being played at Minnesota. I think this the Matt Rule effect is kind of reminiscent of what happened when Frost was there, but I think people have more mellowed out expectations in Lincoln after what happened with, with Scott Frost. In uh, we talked about it before too, Temple, Baylor, even in Carolina, First year is a little bit getting used to. Yeah. After Matt Rule's first year, those teams are exceptionally good. Yeah. Um, so even if this, this year starts off a little rocky for Nebraska, no one hit the panic, panic button. Please, God, don't hit the panic button. Year two, under the full year under the offense, full year with a lot of these starters that will be able to come back, um, Nebraska is going to be a team that I, I know no one in the Big Ten is going to want on their, their schedule. And then you're going to add all these awesome – Rivalries of you know past traditions of USC's and stuff like that. It's going to be the Big Ten in football is in really good hands um, when Nebraska is playing well, and I think that that's going to going to show here. Maybe not this year, but definitely in, in the years to come. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, yeah, go ahead,
1: Mike.
0: Oh no, I was going to say, go ahead and uh, give your thoughts there.
1: Uh, I was just going to say that that was Mitch. That was well said, and. Uh, Just going back to speaking about expectations, I think, you know, when when Frost came in in 2018, I I think some of the expectations after his undefeated season at UCF, I just think some of the expectations were, you know, looking back, they were very unrealistic. There, You know, it just, I, I almost feel like he caught lightning in a bottle that year and, you know, people's expectations were never going to be met, especially in year one. like, Like Mitch said with Coach Rule, I mean, he has, you know, first year you get through, second year, it's almost an entirely different, I don't want to say team, but I mean it's an entirely better team. And I think he just has such a understanding of you know it starts up front both sides of the ball mm-hmm. and you know getting back to more of
0: his old penn state roots with that old school yeah blocking um, tackling e- e- and y- yep and not so and, true. yeah and not so much cutesy formations and stuff i mean he, he he's a football guy you know that that's what i like about coach rule
1: yes and i think his expectations this year I mean, to be 100% honest, uh, most people are going to be happy if they go 6-6 six and six and make a bowl game. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. the expectation. So it's not like, you know, people are asking, you know, shooting for the stars. It's just, yeah. you know, shoot, shooting for the pinstripe bowl.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, nope. we're all looking forward to it, 7 p.m. tonight on Fox. And uh, we'll turn our attention over to Ames, Iowa, and uh, Mitch's Iowa State Cyclones hosting the UNI Panthers
2: on Saturday. Mitch. Yeah. Interesting to, uh, no opening li- or no, uh, no closing lines or anything for the UNI Iowa state game. Um, and I, and I'll, I'll, I'll say the joke. I wonder if that has to do with anything with the, the betting scandal. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a team that going into this year, I was optimistic about. I think that, you know, losing, Tom Manning, an offensive coordinator. You have a shot with Hunter Deckers now being able to prove himself under a quarterback-driven offensive coordinator that played at Illinois and Nate Sheelhaus. All of a sudden, you get all these, these things going, and I'm like, okay, Deckers had one of the better um, passing numbers in, in Big 12 and in a lot of the NCAA, but he also was very turnover-prone. He tried to force the ball too much. Was it the offense that wasn't working for him, or was it he that wasn't working for the offense? We had mm-hmm. a chance to be able to prove that this year. Then stuff comes out with the betting scandals. Um, we're depleted. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I There were some guys that I was going to love to watch play mm-hmm. this year and, and have uh, you know taken themselves out of their NCAA ability, uh, eligibility. But the, the guys that we have in the backfield, running back is never going – I don't think in the – the, as long as Matt Campbell there, Matt, running back is never going to be a position right. I worry about. Yeah. Um, you have Cordavious Norton, who played last year, Eli Sanders. Uh, Abu Sama Ab- is uh, yeah. right on that third string. A g- guy we watched score five oh, touchdowns man. in the championship game. Yeah, he is game. awesome. Yeah. Receiver-wise, uh, transfer, um, Jaden Higgins, Aiden Bitter, Jalen Knoll. Offensive line is going to have to be improved this year, kind of like Iowa's was mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. A young offensive line that's going to get better with time um quarter our t- tight end with Easton Dean I think they're going to be good. The the one of the entire depth chart that was posted, the one guy's name that stands out to me, true freshman middle linebacker, Jack Sadowski. Yeah. Just a uh, a name that I that popped off the depth chart to me. You don't see a lot of linebackers start at any D1 program underneath yeah. Uh, the guy in John Haycock, a guy that he wants to be like his signal caller, his, yeah, his, his guy. his guy, uh, to come out and do that freshman year after, you know, just last year playing in high school ball speaks to, to Jack speaks to his family, his coaches. Um, and then just the belief that they have in, in these guys. And it's a young core on defense. It's a, a pretty much a young core on offense to where this team's going to go through some growing pains. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I'm I'm curious to see how the season goes. I think they have the eighth or ninth hardest schedule in all of uh, football. Um, so it's it's going to be tough. You're going up against a quarterback in Theo Day from Michigan State, six five two thirty one, a NFL ready quarterback mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. against a team that gives you trouble no matter who they have on their roster. Uh, and then you just got some other guys playing for for a bit of revenge. Uh, they have a defensive lineman uh, that. Played at Iowa State and transferred over. I think he's in his, you know, the eligibility. I think he's in his, like, fifth or sixth year, Cordellius Bailey, um, defensive lineman. Uh, It's going to be just a game that I'm not going to be at the game, but it's going to be a game where I'm watching on my couch and going, okay, if we end up losing this game, that play was the play that made the difference. Mm -hmm. And it's always – the games between you and I and (laughs) Iowa State are always like that. There's one play – Middle, uh, probably like late second or the early start of the third quarter. We're like, if if you and I or Iowa yeah. State loses, remember yeah. that play because that's the thing that's going to change the game. You and I is an incredibly coached team. Um, they play this game close no matter what. I mean, if you and I went down to Iowa City and played Iowa, I'd say the same exact yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, to, and they
0: get up to play Iowa, to Iowa their state. It, it's it's they were overlooked by them, and it's their chance.
2: And I I think this this year, especially after after what happened last year, um, the, the team's going to wake up. It's going to be a lot of new guys, like I said, that are going to need to to make their roster spots. And, you know, I think kind of it, it was a wake-up call with the, the whole gambling thing that, hey, I mean, even though you think your your job's going to be there tomorrow, it might not be there tomorrow. So you got to play every game like it's the last game you played. And I would say uniform. I think it's going to be a team that's very driven, to come mm-hmm. out and prove people wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, I, as long as Matt Campbell is the head coach, I'm going to believe in this team to get us to at least a 500 record every year. Mm-hmm. Um, if we fall short of that like we did last year, so be it. Um, but I never want to – I'm never going to go into a season with him at coach and be like, ah, this year just just chalk it up. Because there's something that he has that those players buy into, they believe in, and, you know, it's, it's gotten me in – 60 other thousand people to keep buying season tickets and coming back game after game. And, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. I think the opening up with UNI and Iowa is always just like the most frantic two weeks of my life because I'm so nervous of the UNI game. And then do we play the exact same way against Iowa? If we do, are we going to beat Iowa with Iowa's defense? After it's done with there, it's like almost like you got through a wedding. Like yeah. it's done, it's <laughs> over with. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm yeah. married. I'm happy. I'm sitting back. I'm chilling. No matter what the record is, yeah. Uh, but yeah, these first two weeks, man, as an Iowa State fan, give me—I need to be on some heart medications. This gives <laughs> me some some ulcers. It's 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 crazy as a as an Iowa State fan. But I'm optimistic, man. I'm super yep. optimistic.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. I'm going to be watching that game as well on Saturday. Um, And that brings us to to Kinnick Stadium on Saturday, 11 a.m., FS1's carrying the game, Um, and, you know, here we are. I mean, Cade Cade McNamara has kind of a quad strain um, that he suffered during Kids' Day back on August 12th. You know, he's – I mean, through the media, it sounds like he's going to start, he's going to play. I'm thinking they want him to play. He came there to play, so – I, I hope it's a situation where Iowa can get out to a lead and then uh, put him on the shelf for the rest of the game. But, uh, you know, you got to respect your opponent. Utah State has a pulse. Um, it's a decent program. And uh, kind of like you guys, I mean, I, I'm anxious to see what things look like on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, um, that's where all the eyes are at. And, uh, you know, it'll be uh, – It'll be important for Iowa to get off to a good start um, so fans don't get restless um, on Saturday. But um, looking forward to Caleb Johnson, at running back. He returns. Uh, LaShawn Williams, another back, Jay-Z and Patterson. Um, and then obviously Iowa use the portal to bring in uh, some weapons on the outside um, with uh, Seth Anderson, wide receiver. Um, Caleb Brown, the transfer from Ohio State. And then you have... Nico Regani back, um, and then two outstanding tight ends uh, with Luke Lachey and Eric All, the transfer from Michigan. So um, you know already that you know McNamara has good rapport uh, with Eric All. They were pretty tight at Michigan, and he was kind of a safety net for him there um, when he was uh, – those two were in the huddle at Michigan. But uh, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I just – I just want to see a game and then comment. I really don't have much more than that to say. I, I do feel like the Iowa defensive line, even without Noah Shannon right now, is deep. Um, they'll run eight, a rotation of eight or nine guys. And uh, the defensive secondaries, we saw, really saw it with, uh, obviously, Cooper DeJean back there. Um, J- Jamari Harris on the other side. Um, so, should... Should be a, a another good season defensively hammering so,
2: the twenty four points are you hammering it? um That's a you, lot of points. I,
0: it's a lot of points i I don't think so just because i would I would feel better had I known that you know it just sounds like Cade McNamara if they can get him two and a half three quarters he's gonna go sit down but um no i uh, I wouldn't you I away? wouldn't give the <laughs> points no I wouldn't wouldn't yeah. I-
1: I do think Vegas is good. I mean, I can see that game being a 31 7 game where that 24 point right. spread yeah. is, mm-hmm. is right on. But yeah, that's a lot of points to
0: lay down. Though. Yeah, it really is. First game, bunch of unknowns. <laughs> and, you know, they are going to show a hell of a lot. They just want to get the win and get out healthy, you know? So.
2: Mm-hmm. I was a, a good, um, I don't even know well, I'd say fortune teller last year, called. Cooper's gonna have a pick yeah. six. Boom! Next game, he had a pick six. So let's start hot. I think. I yeah. think Coop. Yeah. Uh, you can catch all of his merch at cd3lacesup.com. Yes. Thank you for plugging plug, that. Plug yeah. that. Um, I think Coop has a pick six. I mean, he's already on. Yeah. The, he's on seven preseason watch lists. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, should have been on eight. I I'm think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get a pick six in this game. Uh, yeah. Definitely a pick. But I think a pick six and puts the. Puts the entire Big Ten and rest of the NCAA on notice that you know CD3 is here to play.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go one step further. He's gonna get a pick. I don't think it'll be a touchdown, but he's gonna return a punt for a touchdown. Oh, okay. A special teams wide <laughs> That's so, a Shifty guy in the open field, and you know he's he's got some moves, man. He just needs just needs a seam, and he's gone. So, um, looking forward to kickoff this weekend, fellas. Um, really gonna enjoy this podcast all all college football season long. Uh, bowl season and such so uh, thanks to Garrett Glass for joining us I had a great time with you and we'll look forward to next week's show and you know again stellar work out of my man Mitch McCumber so uh, for Marty Millard and Mitch McCumber and Garrett Glass thank you for listening and thanks to Firehouse and Docs for their presenting sponsorship we'll talk to you again next week